we're, we're going through the book of Proverbs, and um, we are uh, looking at the practical side of God's Word. And today we're going to be talking about social life. How many of y'all have a social life? How many of y'all want a social life? All right, you too. All right, wonderful. Well, um, we're going to be looking at how to make friends, how to have friends, how to make friends, how to be a friend today, because the book of Proverbs has a lot to say about how to be a good friend, how to make friends, and uh, it's going to be good. It has some really practical stuff, like this proverb. Look at this one. It says this, Don't visit your neighbor too often or you will outwear your welcome. All right. My mom said, fish and friends smell after three days. All righty. In fact, a good friend of ours, one of the ladies that sing on the praise team, she says this to us sometimes when we go over her house. When it, and it's at night, you know, and they're getting ready to go to bed and we're still there. They'll say, well, why don't we go to bed so that we, these people can go? Say, you don't want to outwear your welcome. Isn't that right, Laurie? You don't want to outwear your welcome. Um, and so many times, if you want to be a good friend and have good friends, you've got to take the cues of knowing when to leave, right? Um, like if it's 3 o'clock in the morning and the kids are in bed and everybody's in their nightgowns, you probably should head out, all right? Another practical thing, here's another practical proverb about friendship. If you shout a pleasant greeting too early in the morning, he will count it as a curse. How many of y'all are morning people? All right, be careful around the rest of humanity. Um, there is a reason why God created coffee, and it's so that everybody can, uh, everybody can stand morning glories. All right? So there's some really practical stuff in, in Proverbs about friendship. How many of y'all y'all taking the Proverbs challenge with us, and you're reading it? You enjoying it? It is so awesome. And by the way, we got our book of Proverbs message uh, in, in there at Guest Central, so if you'd like to pick some of these up, Please do. Um, uh, they, they cost us some money, but we just want to give them to you to, for free just so that we encourage everyone to be in God's Word. But the book of Proverbs, really good. Yes, Central. A um, lot of practical stuff we're going to be looking at in, about friendships in Proverbs, but here's the big idea we're really going to center on. Here's the big idea. It says this. Your friends will determine your direction and quality of your life. Let's say that together. Your friends will determine the direction and quality of your life. Let's say it one more time. Your friends will determine the direction and the quality of your life. You know, I don't know about you, but growing up, didn't your mom basically always used to tell you that? Maybe not in those words, but saying, you know, watch out who you're friends with. Right? You don't want to hang out with the wrong crowd. Yes, yeah, we all, we're all from the same mother. Again, Tennessee, got to love the state, don't you? All right, um, but this is how Proverbs says it. Proverbs thirteen twenty: Be with wise men, and become wise. Be with evil men, and become evil. You will become like your friends. You will become like the people you choose to hang out with. You can't choose your family, unfortunately, sometimes. But you can choose the friends that you hang out with. So be careful the friends that you choose because you will become like them. They will determine the direction and the attitude of your life. Your friends will. Look at this next proverb, Proverbs 27, 19. A mirror reflects a man's face. 
But what he is really like is shown by the kind of friends he chooses. A mirror reflects a man's face, but what a man is really like inside is determined by the kinds of friends that he picks. I mean, how many of you have teenagers? Haven't you said those to your teens? Be careful. Choose your friends wisely. Because so many of us, we are, we are walking pictures of being at the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong crowd. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't befriend people who are not like you or befriend people who don't go to church. Of course we should. But the question you still have to ask yourself is, the people, do you have a support group around you that lifts you up instead of puts you down? Do you have a support group around you that is your biggest cheerleader and that can hold you accountable? You've got to choose your friends wisely. You know what? As I was trying to think of a good illustration for this, what comes to my mind but Star Wars. Uh, the past three Star Wars films is about a, a, a good kid who turns bad. And what's the kid's name? Anakin Skywalker. That's exactly right. I mean, this kid started out really cute, kind of too cute. And uh, uh, on the first one with the Phantom Menace, and then he grows up, and I mean, he's really not the bad guy here. Who's the bad guy in this movie? Palpatine. That's exactly right. All of y'all are Star Wars geeks like I am, right? Um, Emperor Palpatine is the bad guy. But Emperor looks good on the outside, but takes this small, very uh, moldable young boy and turns him basically into Darth Vader. That's what happens when a good person doesn't choose his friends wisely. 1 Corinthians chapter 15.33 says it like this. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. <laughs> Some of you thought maybe your mom just used to say that. No, it's in the Bible. It's prego. It's in there. All right? Bad, corrupt, uh, bad company corrupts good character. Let me ask you, what kind of friends are you hanging out with? Are they the type of friends that can lift you up, that encourage you, that hold you accountable, that love you enough to be able to uh, ask you some hard questions? Um, or let me ask you this way. What kind of friend are you? Are you the type of friend who, um, who always lifts people up, who encourages them, encourages them, who you say the good words to them, you write notes to them? It's so important. If you want a good friend, you have to be a good friend. That's what Proverbs says. It, now, once you've chosen your friends, how do you keep friends? Proverbs has a lot to say about that. The first one is this. If you want to keep a good friendship, you've got to avoid gossip. You've got to avoid gossip. The Bible, I mean the entire Bible, but especially the book of Proverbs, is chock full of stuff about gossip. It reminds me about the guy who's working at the supermarket in the produce section, and this uh, older lady comes up to the, the per person working produce and says, uh, can I buy half a head of lettuce? And he says, I don't know. I don't think you could do that. Well, I want you to go ask your manager. Okay. So he goes, and he goes to ask his manager. He doesn't know that this lady's following him. And he goes to the manager. He says, uh, some old hag out there wants to know if we can sell her a half a head of lettuce. And he turns around and sees her. And, and by the way, this fine lady wants to buy the other half. <laughs> there you go. You got it. All right. See, that's thinking quick on your feet. All right. Your tongue can get you into a lot of trouble. 
a lot of trouble. Look at what Proverbs has to say in Proverbs 16:28. An evil man sows strife, and gossip separates the best of what? Friends. Gossip separates the best of friends. It will destroy a friendship if you just keep on jabbing and talking. You know, when you think, what is gossip? Gossip is passing on hearsay, half-truths. It may even be full-truths, rumors, things that you've heard. But here's the issue. You always have to ask yourself about gossip. By sharing this information, am I being part of the solution or am I being part of the problem? Am I being part of the solution in that person's life or am I being part of the problem? Because gossip separates the best of friends. And here's the problem with gossip. So many times when we share stuff, we can't get the basic storyline straight. We can't get what is going on straight. It's kind of like this video. Watch it with me if you would. Monica just tripped and fell. Fell? Hang on. Monica just fell and sprained her ankle, I think. She what? I know. She just collapsed on the sidewalk. It's crazy. I heard they had to take her to the ER. She still owes me 20 bucks. I mean, why did you think I want to know? Like, I still think about her or something. 29 flights of stairs? That had to hurt. I heard she was in a body cast. Hmm. That's too bad. You know? I never really liked her anyway. Her parachute didn't open? Hmm. Well, I guess that means our date's off for tonight. Hello? Hey, you are right. I heard you, like, died or something. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that love always protects. The word in the original language there, it means to cover in silence. And one of the best things you can do if you're a friend or if you're in a small group is to cover in silence. When somebody shares the things that's happening in their life that's really kicking the slats out, that they're really struggling with, you need to cover that in silence and you need to protect that. Gossip separates the best of friends. A real friend loves, a real friend protects, and a real friend will cover with silence what doesn't need to be repeated. Proverbs 11.13, one of those bumper stickers we've been talking about says this, A gossip betrays a confidence, but a what? A trustworthy man keeps a secret. Can you keep a secret? If somebody says, hey, listen, I'm struggling in this area, can you keep a secret? Because let me tell you, if you can't keep a secret, let me tell you what's going to eventually happen to you. If you're known as a gossip, Eventually, you're going to betray all the people that are around you and you're going to look back on your life and you're going to be very lonely because nobody wants to be around a gossip. Nobody wants to be around people that betrays a confidence. But if you can keep a secret and when somebody trusts you enough to start sharing the things in their life that they're struggling with, if you can keep that and not share that with anybody, you're going to be known as a good friend. You're going to be known as a friend that people can trust, and people are going to want to be your friend because it's very few, very few that you can find a friend 
that when you talk to, it doesn't keep on going. Think about this. When you hear something, you need to think. That's an acrostic. An acrostic means all the letters stand for something. That's really good for some of y'all, but if you're dyslexic, sometimes you can mix this up, so just bear with me. Think. T, is it true? Is this true? Okay? It might be true. Okay. H is, is it helpful? Is it helpful? I, is it inspiring? N, is this necessary? Do I need to share this? And K, is it kind? Think before you speak. Is it true, helpful, inspiring, necessary, and kind? If it doesn't fit that framework, then you're better off keeping your mouth shut to avoid gossip. Few people can become known as people you can trust. You need to be like that. You need to be like that. So if you want to keep a friend, you've got to avoid gossip. But second thing is you have to speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. Um, with your friends, do you speak the truth in love? Now notice there's speak the truth and then there's in love. So many times people just want to speak the truth. Let me tell you, let me tell you your problem, buddy. Your problem, and they'll just blast you. They'll take uh, a two before, and they'll smack you upside the head. That's not speaking the truth in love. Now, some people are all about love. You know, let's just have kumbaya moments. Let's hold each other's hand. And let's just sway with the music. And uh, you got B.O., but they're not going to tell you. All right? You stink it up bad, but they love you, and they're just they're holding their breath when you're with you. But they ain't going to tell you the truth. You gotta have you gotta have love, but you also gotta speak the truth. You gotta speak the truth in love. There's a place for both truth and love. Look at how Proverbs says this. Proverbs twenty seven five. A truly good friend will openly correct you. A good friend will openly correct you. Another uh, version of that same verse is better is open rebuke than hidden love. Or look at verse six, the next verse. Wounds from a friend are better than kisses from an enemy. Think about that. Wounds from a friend are better than kisses from an enemy. If a friend really loves you, he's going to wound you sometimes. He's not always going to tell you the things that you want to know and what you want to hear. Sometimes he's going to say, you know what, you got this area in your life that nobody, everybody else sees, but you just don't see it. Wounds from a friend are better than kisses from an enemy. Now the qualification here is they got to be a friend. You got to have some road miles with these people. You got to have a relationship with these people. And that's something. If you see some glaring things in people's lives, you don't just go and just whack them over the head. You got be up. All right. Now I know you know your issue is probably not bo. It may be that you're a gossip. It might be that um, that you uh, you have a problem with your words and saying a lot of four-letter words. And there may be a lot of other issues. All of us have issues. But the thing about it is you have to build a relationship before many times you can confront people. Let me give you an example in Kim and I's life. By the way, that good-looking woman up here, that was my wife, just to let you know. Thank you very much. All right. So um, a while back ago, Kim and I, and you need to know this, Kim and I, we've been married almost 15 years. We love each other. We're head over heels in love with each other. But we have a communication style that sometimes can be uh, 
to be be frank, I should say, um, we just kind of come out and say it. And uh, and uh, we were um, we were leading praise team at a previous church, and uh, we would say, hey, well, what about doing this song this way? And Kim says, well, I don't like it. Or Kim says, well, why, why don't we do it? You know, she'd say, why don't we do it this way? And I says, well, I don't like that at all. And everybody thought that we were angry with each other, but we're really not. That's just how we communicate. Um, but it was making other people uncomfortable, and we didn't know this. We, didn't, we just didn't know it because that's just how we, how we always talk to one another. Until a friend of mine came up and confronted us and said, just to let you know, I want you to know I love you. Um, and, uh, but the, the people that you're around, this praise team, they're struggling with the way y'all are talking to one another. And when you're in public, if you talk like th- that way at home, that's fine. But if you're in public, you probably need to change the way you communicate. We had no clue, my wife and I. We really didn't. But if that person didn't love us enough to do the hard thing and say, there's an issue here, and we, we've changed the way we've communicated in public. Another good friend of mine who's here, um, I, I remember uh, uh, telling a joke one time, and it wasn't a dirty joke, but it was a, it was a joke that put another group in a, not a very good light. And, um, and a friend of mine, uh, he said, you know, Chris, I love you, but I don't think I would say that joke again. And I said, oh, really? And I didn't know, really, I, I'm a slow learner, I guess, but I didn't think it uh, put that that group of people in a bad light. And, uh, and I know what you're thinking. What joke was it? I'm not going to tell you. All right? Because my friend cared enough to confront me and loved on me. And you know what? Our relationship now is stronger because of it, isn't it? Because if you truly love someone, you will speak the truth in love. You have to. You have to. And so many times when you do that, when somebody confronts you on that, then what's usually your first response? Who are you? Who are you to come up in my business? I mean, that's probably kind of, was to be honest with my first response to the friend of the way Kim and I had talked, you know. Why are you, you know, you know, this is none of your business. But many times when you react like that at first, it probably means there's a lot more truth there if you're defensive, all right? And the more we looked at it, the more we realized, yeah, there is an issue that we need to work on. And all of us have issues we need to work on, don't we? All right, good. We're all in agreement there. All right. I mean, think about this. You have a two-year-old, not your two-year-old, but somebody else's two-year-old. You're over at their house, and they grab a butcher knife by the blade. What do you do? Well, that's not my child. You know, you know I, I, the whole speak the truth in love, you know, it's not my business. You know, once he cuts himself and there's enough blood on the ground, he'll realize that that's not how you pick up a butcher knife. Is that what you do? No. You say, no, no. And you take, gingerly take the knife out of his hand so he doesn't cut himself because if you truly love, you will confront. Now, again, you have to have a friendship with this person. You have to have a relationship. It's so very important to do that. Um, they're so very important. That's the reason why small groups are so good because when you're in a small group that eventually becomes a community group that you're going to be doing life together 12 to 18 months, you're going to see people's issues. It's just going to happen. And there's going to be conflict. And it's how you deal with that conflict. As iron sharpens iron, one proverb says, so one person sharpens another. All right? So, now, 
as you're speaking the truth in love, there's a couple of principles you need to know in, in, in order to be able to do this right. The first one is this. When you speak the truth in love, think about what you're going to speak before you just do it. Think about what you're going to say. Don't just wing it. Why? Because Proverbs 12:18, reckless words pierce like a sword. You don't want to get in a scenario where you're unsure about what you're going to say and, and just let it fly. Reckless words pierce like a sword, but look what it says. But the tongue of the wise brings what? Healing. Now, so you have to think about what you're going to say beforehand because you don't want your words to be reckless. Think about what you're going to say and then think about where and when you're going to say it. There are places and times that you do this. You don't ever want to confront anybody in public. Hey, you back there. Yeah, stop. I mean, that's not the time. If you see somebody doing something wrong in the workplace, you don't embarrass him in front of all of his coworkers. You pull him aside, you go to the coffee room, whatever, by the, by the water cooler, you take him outside, take her outside, and you're able to talk about this. Hey, I noticed you were doing this, and that was, that was not good what you were doing. And I want to let you know I, you know, I, I appreciate you and I like you. And this is not my notes, but this is always helps me. You always want to sandwich it. You start with something good, you deal with the issue, and then you end with something good. All right? So that's usually how you want to do that. Hey, I want to let you know, affirm them as a person. Andy, boom. And you start talking about the good things about Andy. Uh, what are those, Cordy? I'm joking. And then, and, then, and, then, and then you talk about the issue. And then you say, but let me tell you, God has used you so much in my life. And you're able to, again, sandwich it so that you confronted them, you've spoken the truth in love, but they don't, they're not wondering where they're standing relationally with you. They know that you love them. Uh, that is so very important. So think about when you're going to say it and what you're going to say. Proverbs 25:11. Timely advice is as lovely as, a golden, as golden apples in a silver basket. Isn't that pretty? Golden apples in a silver basket. Is there someone in your life that you need to speak the truth and love to? Do you care enough about your friendship to go there? That's so important. As iron sharpens iron, Proverbs 27, 17 says, so one person sharpens another. You have to speak the truth in love. Avoid gossip. Speak the truth in love. And lastly, in order to be able to have a, and be a good friend, this is so important, stick with friends through thick and thin. Stick with friends through thick and thin. There have been people in my life that have stuck with me through thick and thin. My wife is one of those. Um, there are uh, many of you that I've known for years now. That I mean, thick and thin. When things are great, wow, we're with you, Chris. And when they're not... We're still with you. You're a geek, but we're still with you, all right? I mean, because all of us have issues, all of us have problems, but you stick with friends. Friends stick with friends. That's what friends do, all right? Look at what Proverbs 17, 17 says. A friend loves at what? That's right, a friend loves sometimes. Is that what it says? What does it say? A friend loves all times, and a brother is born for adversity. It could be translated this way, with all times a friend loves. Because it's originally, the all times is at the beginning in the original language. It's saying it doesn't matter what. 
At all times, friends are there. Friends are there. Look at this next verse in Proverbs 27.10. It says this, Never abandon a friend, either yours or your father's. Then you won't need to go to a distant relative for help in your time of need. Wow. You never abandon a friend. It doesn't matter what they've done or how they've done it. You never abandon a friend. You want to be a friend you want to have friends, then you need to avoid gossip. You need to be able to keep trust. You don't need to be always yang, 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 yang. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know people that when they get around people, it's like, oh, no. Because you know how that person is, and you know how that person is, and it's just like, oh, man. You, you always want to be trustworthy. Avoid gossip. The second thing is this. The third thing is you want to stick with friends. The second thing is something. I'll get it to say. Speak the truth in love. <laughs> Praise Jesus. All right. I want to end today with a great proverb. Um, this is in Proverbs 18.24. And it says this. There are friends who pretend to be friends. Y'all ever had friends like that? Friends that pretend to be friends. They suck up to you. But there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. You know, I would encourage you to be able to be that friend for somebody. A friend that sticks closer than a brother. But here's the great news today. As we're going through Proverbs and as you're going through this book and you're realizing, man, because some of y'all are doing this Proverbs 31-day challenge. Today's the 17th. You read Proverbs 17. Tomorrow's the 18th. You read Proverbs chapter 18. You're realizing that, wow, this stuff is good. God says, taste and see. And you're tasting a little bit by little bit every day. And you're like, this stuff is awesome. And if I can trust God with my friendships and with my work life, then I can trust Him in the area of giving my life and my heart to Him. Because that friend that sticks closer than a brother is Jesus Christ. He wants to be close to you today. He wants to begin a relationship with you today. In order to be able to do that, you have to say, God, I love you. I know you love me, and I still have questions. But, Lord, I've screwed up. I'm a sinner. And, Lord, I know that you came. Your word says you came. You died. They crucified you. You were buried. Three days later, you rose again. So that I can have a relationship with you. So that I can get to heaven. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would give me your goodness and let me give you all of my badness. And he will do that. You pray a simple prayer like that, and he will be that friend that will stick closer than a brother to you. Not only this morning, but for your entire eternity. That's who Jesus Christ is. And he wants to be your friend today. Let's pray. Lord, we love you, and I thank you so much that Lord, your word says in the book of Proverbs, Lord, um, that friends really do determine the direction and the quality of our life. That being a friend and having a friend and keeping a friend, Lord, you've given us directions through all of those, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that many of us, Lord, we so long to have friends and to be a friend. But, Lord, I pray that you would be our friend first, that your son would be a friend that sticks closer 
than a brother. We love you, Jesus Christ. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.